do you like better, Shaw Brothers or Golden Harvest? Because oh this is goodness. the eternal debate. Let's let's settle it right now, oh once boy. and for all. So in terms of kung fu, I will probably go with. And every day, I practice martial arts. Watch out! Well, Frank, how you doing, man? Konnichiwa, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> that was for my friend, actually. Okay. Uh, yeah, he, yeah, he wanted you to he say that. He wanted me right? to say that. So, but fantastic, so, yeah. fantastic. How are you, Alex? Steve Alex. Doing, Steve. doing very good. Doing very yes, good. I'm. Yes. Uh, I think the audience is eagerly awaiting our karaoke uh, duet of. Uh, Kung Fu, oh yeah, and oh yeah. All right, we will we will recreate the scene from uh, Shaolin Soccer together. I, I don't want to shave my head. <laughs> we'll just do that for our Patreon supporters right, and torture there you them. Go, there you go. So anyway, this is a new segment. It's called Ten Questions, and you are the first one on this new oh, segment. I'm so so congratulations. Um, before we get started, just real quick, tell the audience a little bit about who you are. So we actually had uh, kind of an interaction without knowing it uh, years ago back in the 90s yes. if you were a Hong Kong movie fan and you lived in the States you had to like get a catalog from Tai Seng in San Francisco you had to wait for this thing to come in the mail and then look and if there was a VHS of a Jackie Chan movie or a Jet Li movie you ordered it from Tai Seng so when I was a teenager, I ordered my catalog from Tai Seng, which I found like a few months ago right, and I showed right. you and you yes. told me that you were most likely the one who mailed it to yep. me back in 96, yep. 95, something yep. like I that. Probably, you know, I, probably licked, I probably licked that envelope <laughs> too. You know, <laughs> I can sell that now a lot there just because we know that you licked it. Yes. So uh, Tai Seng was essentially the main distributor for Hong Kong films, right. especially during that time in the 90s. So how did you get involved with Tai Seng back then? Actually, at that time, I was actually working full-time as a library assistant in the library, you know. And so uh, a friend of mine, her friend works at Tai Seng HR department. And one time we were going out, we were hanging out together, and she was saying, oh, you know, we, we're trying to hire someone, and we're having a hard time finding somebody that's right. right. You know, they've been looking for someone for months. And, and, then, uh, they, and then they mentioned it to me because they, they knew that I like movies. I like Hong Kong movies. They knew that I would be going, you know, I would go to Chinatown and watch movies almost like every right. weekend. Right, And they, and so she said, you know, we, we've been trying to find someone for this new English department that they're setting up to promote, you know, to sell Hong Kong movies basically to the English-speaking audiences. And so she asked, well, would we be interested in applying? I said, oh, well, sure, well, you know, I'll, I'll try. So, right. So I sent in the resume. They called me up for interview. I went over the interview. I actually got into a kind of like an argument with the marketing manager who was was you know, interviewing me because I I didn't like her attitude. She was kind of <laughs> she was kind of, she was kind of cocky and I said, uh-huh. you know, are you like are you, are you kidding me? You know, so uh-huh. so there was actually a little bit of you know argument. But then I guess she knew that I kind of know my shit. So, right, right. So then then she forwarded me to the general manager Helen Sue for some of the, you know for those of you who are familiar with Tyson Helen Sue. So then she talked to me and then then I left and then I didn't hear from them for like two months. Uh-huh. And so, well, what the hell, you know? Right. So I, I kind of got fed up because I, I'm the kind of guy who didn't like not to hear anything. Sure, like, sure, if you don't sure. hire me, fine, at least Just let me know. You, right, yeah. So I called him up and I said, well, you know, I've been waiting for you guys for two months. I mean, what's going on? And then the marketing manager who, who interviewed me said, oh, you know, we, 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 we're still making a decision, but we'll let you know soon. But I can tell you that you're like one of the top you know, qual- you know candidates for this job. Right, right. Then about a week ago, a week after I called, they offered me the job. So, got it. That's yeah. amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I figured when you said you got into an argument with someone there, I figured like it was over who's better, Yun Biu or Yun Wa. Like <laughs> I figured at Tai Seng, those are the kind of arguments people would have, right? Right, right. So, wow, that's interesting. So let's get into it. So okay. my first question. So what was the first Hong Kong action movie or martial arts movie that you had ever seen? 
I would have to say that, uh, probably Jackie Chan's Spiritual Kung Fu. I think. Ah, okay. Well, that was actually the one I saw in theaters because, well, you know, at that time, well, let's backtrack a little bit because originally I want to go see Cripple Avengers because, okay. you know, on TV, I, I was a kid, right? Like, right. You know, we're talking about six, five, six years old. They would show all these commercial advertisements for like upcoming Shaw Brothers movie. Every week, I mean, like Shaw Brothers, like shit, every week they have a new movie. Sure, you know, right? sure. So I saw the uh, commercial for Cripple Avengers. Right. Like, now, wow. by the way, is this here in the States? Or no, is no, this Hong Kong. Hong Kong. Yes, Hong Kong. Yes, yes, yes. So, you know, Crippa Avengers, Chan, cute, right? So, right. so I thought, oh, wow, that looks good because, you know, I've never seen someone with a clutch that can actually fight somebody. So I thought, well, maybe I should go see it, you know. Because at that time, I was already going to, you know, I would go to movie theater by myself to see Hollywood films. Right. You know, like, I mean, any, any movies that allow kids to go in, right. I would go see it. But then almost every single Shawbar movie they would be saying, you don't buy you know, not suitable for children. Right. So I, I was like, you know what, I'll try my luck and try to see what I can go see. So I went, actually went to, in one of those Shaw Brothers theaters in Manwai Yun on Portland Street in Mong Kok. So I went there. I said, I want, you know, I want to buy a ticket to see Chan Ku, you know, Cripple Avengers. And the guy said, oh, I'm sorry, kid. You know, you're too young. You couldn't, you know, you can't, right. I can't let you in. So right. I, I didn't end up seeing it, which I kind of, you know, was kind of pissed. But then later on, I think like maybe a, one year, or around the same time, I think uh, Jackie Chan's Kun Zheng, you know, Spiritual Kung Fu came out. And I want to see that. So, you know, I asked my dad to take me to see it. So we went to see it. And so that was my first Kung Fu film that I saw in theaters. As far as like, on TV, I, I really can't remember because I don't think, you know, contrary to what you believe, like in Hong Kong, they actually don't show a lot of uh, martial arts film on TV at that time. Mm-hmm. So, but Spiritual Kung Fu definitely I remember was the first one that I saw in theaters. And then I think Fist of Fury was actually the next one because they, they have a re-release around that time. Oh, okay. Put, you know, with that scene uh, restored, it was the scene where he kicked that sign and says, you know, no, do- no you know, Chinese yeah, no and dogs don't allow, right? right? Because when, uh, apparently when they originally released it, that scene was cut out because they didn't want to stir some kind of a, you know, people's uh, emotion. Sure, So sure, they sure. actually uh, cut that scene out when the, fir- when the film first came out. So then they would re-release it. And say, now with this scene restored, and I said, oh, wow, i got to go see it. And somehow I was able to get in to see it. So Right, right. Yeah. So, but essentially at that time, if you couldn't see it in the movie theater, there was no other avenue to see those films No, time, no right? other avenue. And I was kind of, it really upset me because like I mentioned on some of my commentaries, like I can go in and see King Kong with Jeff Bridges and Jessica Lange. Right. But I can't go see Mighty Peking Man. Right. Right? Yeah. Because Mighty Peking Man has nudity. But then King Kong also has nudity. Sure, I was able to get in. Yeah. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, so the only movie that I was able to go see, the only Shaw Brothers movie I was able to go see was Infrared Man with Danny Lee. Mm. Yeah, because that was kind of like an Ultraman, par- you know, right, like right. an imitation Ultraman thing, right? So, so what what rating did a lot, were, were those Shaw Brothers, were those Category 3 or Category 2? No, 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 two? no, no. There was no rating back then. No it was, rating It was either then. suitable for children or, or, or not. Or, no, they would say low yao ham which is for all general audiences, right? Or yi dong bat yi, which is not suitable for children. Right. So you, you only have those two ratings. It's, not, it's only until like the mid-80s. Uh, then they started having like you know the rating, but then by 1988 with the category rating, they they started having like one, two, sure. and three, and then later on two A and two B. So mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. got it, got it, got it. So wh- do you remember the first uh, Shaw Brothers film? Then you had finally seen what 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 was your first Shaw? Well, film? it was Infrared Man. It was Infrared yeah, Man. Yeah, but got that, it. Got I mean, it. that's Shaw Brothers. But what about uh, your first action like Hong Kong Fu movie? Like the ones that you weren't allowed to see when you were you oh, remember which the, one that was? Uh, well, for Gordon Harbour, definitely Young Master. Uh-huh. I remember seeing Young Master right. in the theaters. Shaw Brothers, um, it, it's actually, it might be one of those Chor Yun ones. You know, Chor uh-huh. Yun did a lot of Kung Fu, you know, Gulong novel adaptations. So yes, I yes. probably went to see one of those first. Got it. Got I it, miss yeah. all those Venoms. Everything, you know, I miss because th- those are all 
back in the days when I couldn't get in. You sure, know? sure, sure. And so, but the Chuo Yun one, I remember seeing Chuo, you know, one of the Chuo Yun Kung Fu, uh, the Kulong adaptation movie in the theater. Right. But all the Lao Gao all the Golden, all, everything, I actually didn't see them in the theaters. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so, until later. Until later. So that brings me to my next question. Okay. What do you like better, Shaw Brothers or Golden Harvest? Because oh this goodness. is the eternal debate. Let's let's settle it right now oh once boy. and for all. <laughs> Now, in terms of kung fu, I would probably go with Shaw Brothers because right. I mean, like Lao Garland. Like, look, there's like to me, Lao Garland is the best. Yes. Really, no, no question. In terms of kung fu action choreography, Lao Garland is the best. So, and of course, Lao Garland came from the Shaw Shaw camp. So, definitely, in, when it comes to kung fu, Shaw Brothers. But I do have to say, Golden Harvest kind of branch out. You know, kung, uh, Golden Harvest was the one who kind of paved this way for other genres too. You know, like right. modern action, you know, sci-fi, horror. Or, I mean, well, not horror because Shaw Brothers are horror, but you know. They kind of like they were willing to try new stuff, you know. Golden Harvest trying, you know, they were willing to try new stuff where Shaw Brothers still has this assembly line feel. Yes, know? yes, because everything yes. is mostly studio bound, you know. All the exteriors was just done in, you know, in you know, outside of Golden Harvest, and then there's only a few movies like you know, like a Chinese boxer where they went to Korea. But look at all these films that you know, Golden Harvest did outside, you know, like all the Angela Mao movies in Korea, and right. then you have uh, like even East, Warriors Two was in War, Korea, Warriors yeah. Two in Korea, and then of course Eastern Condor in you know, the Vietnam setting. So they were able to kind of like. I I felt like Golden Harvest was able to try to mirror more of what Hollywood was trying to do at that time. You know, they they were able, they're, they're, to me their view, the scope is a bit wider than the Shaw. Right. Yeah. So right. so but again, if we, if we if we only talk about kung fu, yeah, it has to be Shaw. Got it. Yeah. yeah, I I tend to agree with that. So, what is your favorite Bruce Lee film and why? <laughs> Uh, it's Game of Death, isn't it? No, <laughs> it's not Game of Death. <laughs> uh, I would say it's Fist of Fury. Uh-huh. Fist of Fury. Uh, it's just that was because that was my first Bruce right. Lee film. Sure, sure. It's still the most memorable, and that's a, that was the one that I saw in theaters. You know. Yeah. So it really gave me this is mem- you know, have this very memorable impression in my mind. Yeah. So to me, definitely that one. Um, I mean, the story, the emotion, you know, the beautiful Nora Mel. Right. So, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. So for yeah. sure, Fist of Fury. I mean, the other one, like like End of the Dragon, I. I like Under the Dragon. I like the setting because it's more almost like they're trying to do a James Bond movie, so right. to speak. Sure, but it's my, basically a Doctor No rip. Yeah, like a Doctor No rip. Yeah. Exactly, and, and I love Doctor No. Yeah, fantastic Bond. But I, it wasn't very accurate in terms of the portrayal. I mean, it's almost like is is made for a, a Western audience. Yes, like, yes. You have, I mean, like like you have. Uh, the film didn't do too well in Hong Kong at that time, it be, precisely because of that. People right. were upset by seeing. Like you know, people uh, like like uh, karate suit. I mean, you have people in, in karate, in judo. Yeah. Well, why yeah. why would Han, who's an ex Shaolin monk, have all of his students wearing karate? Exa- exactly. That's right. it. It's almost like well, this is like you know, like uh, sweet and sour pork. Yeah. This is not for us. <laughs> chop suey. Yeah, chop suey. It's sweet <laughs> and sour pork. This is not for us. It's for you know, Westerners. Right. So that to me, always kind of, you know, yeah, it, it kind of just. Didn't sit well with me. Sure, yeah, but sure, sure. No, I mean the fight, everything's brilliant. I mean, I, just, right, yeah, right. I mean the setting, the storyline is great. Yeah. Got it. But do you think Fist of Fury is better than Way of the Dragon? Um, I I think so. Okay, yes. I, I right. think so. Okay. Uh, Way of the Dragon. Uh, yeah, I I I just felt that the Fist of the Fist of Fury's fights are more. I mean, it ties in with the storyline more. Sure, yeah, sure. you know, because they all derive from this Japanese, you know, the yeah. invasion, patriotism, nationalism. Right, right. We're a dragon. 
I mean, it's great. It's a great film. You know, but again, it's like because I saw Fist of Fury first. So, right, right, right. Yeah. Okay, so um, same question, but now what's your favorite Sammo movie? But a uh, movie that Sammo's in, not just one that he directs. Oh, definitely like, Eastern Condors. Eastern Condors? No doubt, without a doubt, Eastern uh-huh. Condors. You like the slim down version I like of Sammo? I like the fact that he really went when, when, out of his usual way to make that film. Yeah. It is, a, it is, it is his apocalypse now, right? I mean, right. that's his apocalypse now. Uh, I like how different it is compared yeah. to other films. I mean, obviously, you know, I mean, all these great works, you know, Odd Couple, Prodigal Son, you know. Uh, all these great, fantastic, magnificent butcher, you know. Yeah. But to me, Eastern Condor just stood out for me because of how different it is. You know, the, the war setting. I mean, you know, rarely. I mean, it's very rare to have a war movie. Like Hong Kong rarely does war movies. Sure, right? sure. So that's you know another reason, and also just the whole setting. Again, the fight came out from the narrative, right? You know, um, it's not just set pieces. These are all derived organically from what the story is. Right. And then it all comes to this again, James Bond like setting. You, know, you have this. There's this missile, you know, Arsenal plays like a Ken Adams set, you know. I mean, this is just, you know, great. You know, for someone like me who's a huge Bond fan, this is like, right. wow, this is like, you know, he's really, you know, you can tell all this, you know, inspiration and influence he has from, you know, Bond films, from war films, and you just put everything together so nicely, even sure. like Alien, because, you know, you're getting them killed off one by one. So, but yeah, to me, Eastern Condos is really his masterpiece. Yeah, and I- also, that fight with uh, Yun Wad. Oh, end. yeah. Like, Yun Wad is right. so great in that yeah, movie. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Samuel's wife also, like, they, yeah, George the, with the, the right. knife in the like, butt. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah I mean, it goes all out. It's going, like, and there's no, almost zero comedy, too, you know? Because yeah. I know a lot of people, like, like you know, in my interaction with fans, they always say, you know, why, how come they have so many comedy in, like, Samuel? Like, how come Samuel has so much comedy in this film? I said, you know, this juxtaposition between comedy and serious stuff and violence. You know, that, I mean, that's a major theme of his films. But, mm-hmm. you know, like Eastern Condor is like totally serious. I mean, of course, you have little bits and pieces of humor here and there with like, you know, Lao Lang Guang, Billy Lao making all these jokes and stuff, right? right? right. But, but still, overall, that's like tone only, you know, the tone, tone wise is very serious. And the fact that he has Hang X Nor in it, you know, from, from the killing field. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, you know, he's trying to put a lot of weight in his film. Like, I'm serious about this, right? Right, right. I'm, I'm hiring this Oscar nominated. He won, right? I mean, he yeah. won the support. I'm, I'm hiring this Academy Award winning actor in my film. Right. That tells me how serious he is about the sure. sport. Yeah. So definitely Eastern Condos, without a doubt. Got it, got yeah. it. So now back to Shaw Brothers. Okay. Which one's better? 36 Chambers or 8 Diagram Pole Fighters? Oh, 8 Diagram. 8 Diagram? Yeah. Yeah, 8 Diagram. I mean... I think the death of Fu Sheng really, sure. really make that film so much more effective. I mean, obviously the tone, I mean, the darker tone, the tragic yeah. tone, you know. I mean, I don't, I think had Fu Sheng lived, yeah. I don't think you will have all those coffins in that final final climax. I mean, right. all, you know, the setting of the coffins. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you, I mean, that is, a, I mean, you, you just feel this, there's this sense of tragedy in that film. Yes. Very prevalent. Right. But the fights, man, I mean, that final fight, I mean, look, I mean. It's, the breaking I mean, the teeth. That's so the brutal. Teeth, it's just so brutal. The and editing, uncharacteristic. Yeah, uncharacteristic. Yeah. The editing, the rhythm, it, right. I mean, it's just fantastic. And also the opening, too, you know, with the Yang, I mean, because again, you know, most Laogalong films were set in the Qing Dynasty because right. of his you know, Hongga heritage, yes. you know, Wong Fei Hong heritage. But this is set in the Yang, you know, Yang Dynasty right. thing. So, right, right, so right. I mean, the earlier period. So yeah. it's pretty rare, you know, and to have this opening right off the bat with this tragic, this whole opening sequence, which is kind of like a, it's really like a like a homage to this, fe- you know, like a Peking opera theatrical piece. It's very stagey, right? That whole opening sequence, but then it just start leading to all this. I mean, and then you have Gordon Liu taking kind of president once Fu Sheng is out of picture, tragically, of course. And I mean, it's, it's, it doesn't let up, you know, like the, the right. final, the 15, 20 minutes just doesn't let up. Yeah, so. Yeah. It's fantastic. Uh, definitely a diagram Fighter. 
So who's your favorite action star that you feel never really quite made it big? Is it Conan Lee? Conan Lee, definitely one uh -huh. of them. Conan Lee, definitely one of them. Uh, I feel Tony Jaa should have been bigger, though. Mm -hmm. Tony Jaa, I mean, he was so great in Ong Bak 2. I mean, Ong mm. Bak 2 is, is my favorite Tony Jaa film. Right. I is that the one with... Is that the one where they started you doing the traditional martial arts, or was that the third one? That's the no. That, that's I think that's yeah. There. And he was doing yeah. home all the different styles, and it was oh, really amazing. That, and that the whole like that like last third of that film where he fights all these different fighters and then with that mysterious guy, that is brilliant stuff. Right, right. You know, and and of course there's a cliffhanger too, and then but then you know it didn't. It didn't kind of pan out uh, right. in Park 3, but Park 2 is such a wonderful film from Tony yeah. Ja. And I, I feel he, I mean, of course, people know him. You know, I mean, you know, he's not like not famous. Right. But I just felt that he should have been better known. Uh, and his, his talent should have been better utilized, especially in like Fast and Furious. I mean, he was in Fast and Furious for crying right. out, right? right. He, he was in the, the 7, I think, uh, Fast and Furious 7. But I felt he was underused. Like, every time you see him in a Hollywood film, I felt he was underused. Sure. It's kind of blink and you miss it every time. And I'm like, oh, there's Tony Jaa. And I know. That's it. That's it. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. He's amazing, though. Yeah, yes, he's amazing. Yes, yes. I feel he was like put on the shelf for a while. Like, right. right. He was like so hot in Ong Bak, and then they kind of like held him a little bit before yeah. he really had Yeah, I mean, he was good in you know, Tong Yam Gong, The Protector. Yes. Oh, that's a great film, dude. That whole yes. long, you know, one take fight up the stairs. Yes, yeah, yes, I mean, yes. Brilliant really stuff. Fight with Maurice Crump in, I think, the, in the second two. one, yeah. which is the best thing about right, that. Right, right. Yeah. So I just feel, I mean, I just feel every time you have someone good like that, mm -hmm. and then and then the Hollywood try to in, you know, put them in their films, they right. always get underused. Like Donnie Yen is another example. I feel. Yeah. Um, like no, look, you put you have him in Star Wars. Right. I, I don't know. I just feel like he was totally underused in Star Wars. You know yeah. what film he was underused in? Blade 2. Blade 2 also, yeah. Right. I mean, him off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Blade, I mean, he's already pretty good in Blade 2, but he could have been so much better. But explaining Star Wars, you think, wow, you have him in Star Wars, you know. But then you have him as this blind Satoichi-like you know, right. character. Yeah, then you don't have, like, what, one fight scene? Yeah. yeah. He, he should have been part of the rebellion, like the whole team going into, you know, at the, the end, at yeah. the end, exactly. Yeah, he should yeah, have been part of that. Right, yeah. right. He should have faced off with Vader. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> at least get killed by right, Vader. Right, right, right. Exactly. He should have been part of that, yes. Besides, obviously, we just talked about uh, Eight Thigh Grand Pole Fighter, so we'll leave that one out for a moment. Of all the classic kung fu movies, like the kind that are on your shirt today, all right, that's from 36 Styles, that right? Is, no, this is actually from Portland. Uh, there's a Hollywood theater in Portland that show they have a kung fu theater series where they will show... Classic kung fu film on thirty-five millimeter prints right, it, from time it, to time. It. Oh, that's so awesome. they, uh, the guy Dan Halstad, who runs the Hollywood Theater, was kind enough to send me this. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So, what is, in your opinion, the kind of the best classic kung fu movie? Let's say from that older period, like early eighties and older. Okay, early eighties and older. So we're talking about really the seventies and maybe like yes. nineteen eighty. Uh, I think definitely Angela Mao movies. Yeah, we should. You know, sure, King Hu, of course. I think Touch of Sand. I love Touch of Sand. Mm -hmm. Although, uh, so to some people, that might be a little bit too artsy for them. Mm -hmm. But I think for anyone who's new to this genre, I still think they need to watch a Touch of Sand. Okay. Because to let them know that look, this is not just it's not just about action. It's not just about kung fu. It's really about the whole package. You know? Sure. Cinematography, story. You know, the atmosphere. They're bringing you back to that period, you know, like, you know, because Touch of Sand, you know, set in Ming Dynasty, that sort of thing. So, yeah, I would definitely Touch of Sand. Any Lao Gala movie, you know, Martial Club, Dirty Ho, right. uh, Mad Monkey Kung Fu. Uh -huh. you know. But I just wanted one. Oh, I wanted I'm the sorry? best. I wanted the best. We'll get to your recommended, like, okay, okay, that's okay. another question that comes later. All right. Like, and I know, 
Actually, I hate these questions because it's because if you're a movie geek, you have categories and categories, right? But if someone like held a gun to your head and say, "Hey, best classic kung fu movie," one. Oh God! <laughs> I know. I I hate when people ask me this question. So I figured <laughs> if I have to answer it, I can make other people answer it. Oh boy. Uh, that's classic Hong Kong. And you know, no matter what you say, people are going to get upset. I know. They're going to be like, how yeah. can you pick that over this? Right? Oh, my goodness. And it has to be one, like you said. Just one, like older from the earliest 80s, mm, older. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Why, yeah, I know. I'm really nailing you, you down on this one. Why are you doing this to yeah, me? Yeah, I know, I know. See for it. All right. <laughs> I, I have to, it has to be a Shaw movie, I think, because Shaw really in, you know, uh, envisioned, I mean, Shaw really symbolized that whole area of classic right. Kung Fu. And to me, it has to be like Dalian. So, whew. Um, that was, that's a tough one. It is I, a tough yeah, one. that's a tough one. Gosh. I, I might still go with um, Man Monkey Kung Fu for now. So, I mean, like, maybe you ask me five years later, it might be different. Sure, sure, Because sure. Man Monkey Kung Fu has everything, you know, training, the drama, right. characterization. It has great tra- characterization. You know, one thing I like about Lao Gala movie is he's willing to let it go long sometimes, right? Yes, you know, yes. You know, like Man Monkey is almost two hours. You know, I mean, like Martial Club is almost two hours. Right. Because he, you know, he, he's willing to spend time on his characters. Right. So it doesn't feel like this is just... Like oh we we're trying to get to the action so let's hurry up you know, yeah. no 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 not not yeah. not in this film so not in this film and so to me um, it's a tough call between Mad Monkey Kung Fu and Martial Club but I will have to go with Mad Monkey Kung Fu right for right. now okay for, for now. now for now <laughs> for now <laughs> <laughs> well those are great picks I love I love Martial Club just like the fight scene going into the narrower corridors. Mm-hmm. Also, obviously, it's a Hong Kong film, but there were a lot of Wing Chun shapes in oh, there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's really exhibition of different styles, too, in yeah. Northern and Southern style, and yeah. how, well, I mean, of course, the idea and the main theme of that film is about Mouduk, you know, martial yeah. arts ethics. You know, so, yeah. so it's like, you know, it's not, you know, who we want to fight, who we want to beat, is really like, you know, like, honor and respect you know sure. for tradition and stuff that's yeah. what makes you a great master and no one dies in that movie too no one dies there's amazing. no really technical yeah. well there's kind of like a villain but yeah no one dies in one right. long way they're really kind of like a good guy yeah but yeah no that, that martial club is a great film yeah. obviously but yeah man monkey kung fu is great i had i had the chance to have dim sum with siu how about four nice. years ago and i remember just pouring him tea and just going like it's you how from Mad Monkey Kung Fu. I just remember just being so because I also feel like he was so amazing and that was his movie to shine. But for the most part, he was kind of like second fiddles or background player mm-hmm. or whatever. And he's so good. Mm-hmm. And still, you see him today. He's still fit. Right. And he still knows all these great and, stories. And I love yeah. the, the one thing I also want to point out about why, why I like Mad Monkey Kung Fu. Was, remember, there's two training sequences. And the reason why is because remember, he first trained with Logal Gala. I you know, in the film. He started learning stuff with uh, Logan, but then he got defeated, right? right? He got defeated, and so that is a great lesson too. It's like you know, you if you, you know, you're not good enough yet, you got to train more. Right. It's about discipline. It's about you know, dedication, determination, right. and that and that's why I really like about our film that he was able to go back. Say you know, Sifu, I'm you know, he remember he went back to the. He went back to see Laukala and said, you know, see if I, you know, I need to learn more. I need to be better. Right, you know? right. So it's this, it's this idea of self-improvement. I mean, I really like that theme. And then also how in the second training sequence, you see how he gradually became more and more in sync with, right. with his master. Yeah. So in the end, they were fighting really in sync. Right. And then at the end, in the final fight with Lole, it's almost like, wow, this is not really, 
it's not really just a master and student fight. It's really like they they like they like together now. They're yeah. together. You know, of yeah. course, there's a symbol of the you know master's blood dripping on his hands. So like they're now blood brothers, so to speak. Right. So, so you're not looking at a master helping a student now and fighting, defeating the villain. Right. You really, they're really a team. They're really like a like they're equal. Right. Master and student become equal in fighting the common villain. Right. That is just great. Yeah. That is fantastic. To get back to what you started talking about a little bit, the next question is: If someone is brand new to Hong Kong cinema, they haven't seen anything. You have to give them five movie recommendations, and it can be from all the different subgenres, to give someone a good idea of like this is what Hong Kong cinema is about. Sure. What would those five movies be? All right, definitely one from Laogalang. So any movie from Laogalang, I would say Eight Diagram Pole Fighter to show them how how great choreography, everything, and then definitely one from Sammo. Doesn't have to be Ethan Condor this time though. It can be. I give me Odd Couple. I think Odd Couple is a wonderful couple, film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. you know, Odd Couple just show you how, and also the in, you know how in, ingenious it is in having two, you know, Lao Gao Wing and Sam Hong playing two characters yeah. each, you know, young and old and stuff. Right. So I think I think Odd Couple would be a great introduction. Which means to, they both have to be badass with spear and, exactly. and sword, which just shows exactly. you how awesome they were. How awesome! And also once I mean after they defeated uh, you know Lao Gao Wing. They still have to fight themselves in honor of the deceased masters. So right. I, I just, I mean, I love films where you think it's ended here, but oh no, there's more. You know, right. I love right. them. So, so I would choose Odd Couple because okay. it's just, it's just, you know, you know, like, and then I mean, because that film deserved to be better known. Let's put it this yeah. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's super underrated. Right. So we have Logala. I want, of course, Jackie Chan. To me, Jackie Chan, um, maybe. I think we should choose. I, I mean, I know this is a. Interesting choice, but I think with Jackie Chan, we will have to be Police Story. I was about to say yeah. the same thing. Yeah. yeah, because because it have to show not just of action, but also like he this film revolutionized modern modern action in so to speak. Because this is really the first you know the 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 really good Hong Kong film that kind of bring modern action into in the mainstream so to speak. It's like you know people always think of kung fu, kung fu, kung fu, but no, look at this. This is action. I mean, this is kung fu. It's action, but it's set in the modern times. Right. Yeah, yeah, anyway. So, yeah, so definitely Police Story. I think Police Story, yeah. Um, let's see. Two more, right? Yeah, two more. Um, two more, definitely one Wong. I uh, have to be a Wong Kar film because uh, people, I don't want people to know that Hong Kong film is more than just action. Mm -hmm. So, definitely a Wong Kar film. Uh, I would say it can be anything. And, uh, Ashes of Time would be a great choice. You yes. Know? Ashes of Time would be a great choice. But even, I mean, like, even like, In the Mood for Love. Uh, it still go by so any Wong Kar Wai film but yeah. if I have to choose one maybe um, Chongqing Express yeah yeah, I would say Chongqing Express got it and then one more <laughs> what about maybe a comedy oh there you go Stephen Chow definitely yes Stephen Chow comedy Siu Lam Kung Fu Ho Yeah what about Kung Fu Hustle do you, what do you th I, like, I like Kung Fu Hustle a little bit better than Shaolin Soccer no Kung Fu Hustle is good because Shaolin Soccer is, there's a lot of CGI in it and all right. that stuff and, uh, and unfortunately you know, soccer for for American, let's say if, if someone I'm introducing these two is an American guy, he may not like soccer that much. Right, right. right? I hate the word soccer. Okay, it's football. <laughs> goddammit. it. Yes. Right. Thank football. You. Yes. Football. Okay. One hundred percent. BPL. BPL. Premier League. <laughs> Premier League. All right. Yes. Go Reds. Go Reds. Right. Okay. Gunners. Go Gunners. Yes. 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 Thank you. Excellent All right. Thank you. British humor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody hell. Awesome. Um, yeah. So, but anyway, Stephen Chow. Yeah, I think Kung Fu Hustle actually would be a good choice. Right. Because right. you can show the, you know, I, well, like, I can show my friend who's new to this. Like, look, this is like all these that came came before. 
now leads to this. Yes. You know, this, this, uh, you know, the hybrid with humor, right. with great choreography, and some nice special effects. You know, in other words, the special effects were used nicely to complement the action. Yes. Yeah. So, yes. so no, I think Kofu Hustle would be a great choice. So, we're talking about what? So, we've said Eight Diagram Pole Fighter, Odd Couple, uh, Police, Police Story, uh, and Wong Kawai films on like Chungking Express. Uh, actually, actually, Fallen Angels would be a good choice. But I think Chungking Express definitely. Uh, for for a newcomer, I think Wong Kawai, I mean, Chungking Express would be a great introduction to Wong Kawai. And then, Kung Fu Hustle. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. That's a great list. Yeah. Uh, who is, now the next question, who's your. What is your favorite action movie in the last five years? So we talked a lot about classical stuff. What about new stuff, which might be harder to figure? Do we say <laughs> Do we say movie or name? No, uh, let's go. Let's go. Movie favorite action movie, martial arts action movie. Is the Raid two last five years? I think it's a little bit older. A little bit older already, yeah. right? Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I would say Sifu, right? I mean the the, the mainland film, the master. Oh, the master! Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. The yeah. final master. The I final master. Sorry, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. The final master. That's. Uh -huh. that, uh, I think the Chinese name is Sifu. I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's a great because that's totally authentic. That last scene, that right. last fight, and those are real kung fu. There's no, you know, nothing flashy about yeah. it. It's yeah, real, no wires. Or no wire, nothing, and you can just tell how he moves and stuff. It's like, yeah, yeah, that is a great film. Right, that is right. a great recent film. I don't, I don't even know about it. Is the past five years now, but you know. yeah, it might even be getting beyond that. It's harder and harder to find. It's harder and harder to find really good martial arts film. Particularly in the last ten years, to be honest, I'm surprised you didn't pick Yip Man Four. Oh <laughs> no, I'm, I'm oh, kidding. Okay. <laughs> oh, ooh. Yip Man Two is my favorite of the series. How, dare, I think how dare you? How dare well, you? Yip well, Man Two? Yes. Why? Because it's Sammo Hong. Sammo, look, my two favorite action choreographer. Okay, well, tell me your. Well, okay, well, no, 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 no. It's right. not about me. It's about you. Okay. I'm just. I'm just letting steam off. So, <laughs> so is it you meant for your favorite among the series? No. Okay, all right, all right. Are you kidding me? Okay. I had a hard time even, look, and I have friends who are in that movie, uh -huh. and I feel, I, I don't, so I don't talk too publicly about it. I know people are in it. All right. Um, look, I mean, I'm, I'll be just, just talking about that series, all right? Yeah. To me, you meant two is the best. That's all. That's all I'm going to say. You all right. Two. I'll let you have your opinion. It's okay to be wrong from time to time. Because, <laughs> no, I think one reason was because, you know, Sam, I, I met Samo in 2010 at the yeah. New York Asian Film Festival. Right. He was there for the Lifetime Achievement Award. Right. And you know, we showed you men too. Right. And I mean, you know, it's just great to have him watching it. He was standing right next to me as we watched like the fish market fight, the table fight. Right. I mean, that was such an honor to sure. be next, sure. to, next to the greatness, you know. Right, right. So to me, you men too always have a special place. That, Got um, it. That's it. That's Got it. it. Yeah. And last question. Oh my God! Already? Yeah. Wow. What uh, What projects are you working on now? What do you oh What, what do you want to plug? This is all about you. All right. So people probably know that I've been doing a lot of commentaries, right? Yeah. So you are the master of remaster. I'm the master of remaster. And actually, somebody actually gave me a new nickname, which oh. I really like, the commentary maestro. Commentary maestro. <laughs> I Very like cool. that. I yes. like that. Yes. But no, I've been like this year is crazy. I mean, this 2022. So I've been it's been crazy. I have like close to 30 other commentaries. Wow, incredible. It is incredible, but uh, lots of projects coming up, you know, for mostly UK, all these UK labels, right? You know, Eureka. And uh, by the way, I, I just want to say thank you to all the UK fans. I mean, you guys are just tremendous. Thanks to your support, you know, like people like Eureka, 88 Film and Arrow were able to put out all these great films, you know, right. year after year. And it's because of people supporting these. So, sure, sure. So I'm tremendously grateful. And so, yeah, lots of projects coming up. Uh, can I say anything? Well... Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm working. There'll be two kind of like a makeup box set coming up. Okay. All right. One involves Jackie Chan, 
one involved Bruce Lee. Uh-huh. So that, that's all I can say. They're kind of, th- th- those two are kind of big deals. Those yeah. are big deals, yeah. Uh-huh. So, uh-huh. And, yeah, so, and um, they might also, they might even be in four, you know, UH, UHD, the 4K. So. Wow, cool. Yeah. And then there's also, you know, working on Angela Mao titles. If we have two Angela Mao titles coming, I, mean, I, can, I can mention them because, you know, Eureka kind of spilled the beans. Uh, so, you know, Hapkido, Lady Whirlwind coming up. And then I'm also starting to work with uh, some Australia labels. They actually approached me to do wow. commentary. So I'll be That's working. Your, those are your people over there, right? How dare you? <laughs> I always call them an Australian. Makes them really happy. Good day, mate. Good day, come on. Bruce. So anyway, so yeah, no, I'm, uh, some Australian label has approached me. So, so I'll be doing commentaries on like Johnny Toe titles and even a Zhang Yimou title. Oh, cool! So, yeah, yeah, but, awesome. but just lots of things coming up, and I think the second year—I mean, like, like you know, with, um, the second half of twenty twenty-two will have some really great releases. Awesome! That people will be blown away. Blown awesome! Away. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Well, hey, Frank, this was a lot of fun. Thank you oh, so thank much you, for people. joining thank us. This was really great. It was really an honor to be here. So, thank, thank you for you so being much. the first one on ten questions oh, yes. on the Kung Fu Genies podcast. I'm so honored. I'm so honored, Sifu. Awesome! All and right. we'll talk next time. All right, take care, guys. All right, Kung Fu Genius fans, well, I hope you liked that episode. Again, comment below. Who else do you want me to talk to on 10 questions? If you have any comments, any questions for a future episode of the Kung Fu Genius, go ahead and put them in there. Don't forget to like this episode, subscribe to the Kung Fu Genius, hit that bell for notifications, and I'll see you guys next time. Ha, ha, ha.